Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album, and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and today I have an interview with Grant Faulkner, the executive director of National Novel Writing Month, also known as NaNoWriMo. And although NaNoWriMo is in November, the organization also has lots of other events, including one that starts in April, which is why I'm talking with him today. I want you to know about Camp NaNoWriMo because it's not too late to participate. Thanks for being here with me today, Grant. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Mignon. You bet. So before you tell me about Camp NaNoWriMo, why don't you um, assume my listeners know nothing about um, your organization and its history, and, and why don't you just tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got started? Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a big, star- big story. You know, Chris Beatty, the founder of NaNoWriMo in 1999, he literally kind of woke up one day and decided that he want as a as a lover of as a lover of reading novels, he wanted to write a novel, and he hadn't taken you know writing workshops. He hadn't written a lot of how to write books, but he figured out very correctly that the best way to learn to write a novel was to write one. And so he looked over his bookshelf and kind of took out some of the slimmer volumes and did a rough word count estimate and came up with fifty thousand words. And so he figured you can do, you know, he did a little bit of math and figured you can write 50,000 words in a month if you really, you know, dedicate yourself to it and commit yourself. And he invited 20 of his friends and they met uh, after work in coffee shops and wrote together and did all sorts of kind of writing games, writing challenges. And, um, you know, that year, the next year, those 20 people, they thought it was a worthwhile thing to do. And Chris thought it was a worthwhile thing to do. And they invited friends and 150 people joined them the next year. And then they set up a very rudimentary website the following year and 5,000 people signed up. And then, you know, we've, we've now reached 500,000 people in all of our programs. So it's just kind of spread virally on the internet. And, and all of those things that Chris was doing in that, that initial, NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month, uh, we still do today. We're, we're very much about uh, a, a goal and a deadline is a creative midwife, as we say. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't wait to write a novel someday. You know, we want people to write their stories today. And then we, we have this fantastic, vibrant um, community, both online and in person. So we have uh, about 1,000 volunteers, who we, which we call municipal liaisons around the world, organizing uh, writing events during November and beyond. Uh, and then we work with 1,200 libraries as well to host writing events. So we're a very collaborative organization, and, 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 and we're really all about just doing big, big things. So it's, we're really about an empowerment. And I'm such a fan of the organization. I yeah. just think the mission is so great to get people writing, just to sit down and write. It's 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 hard to do. You know, so many people, I think I read a, a New York Times survey a while back, and 81% of Americans said they want to write a book someday. 
And and the key word there really is the someday part. I think I think so many people want to do it, but it's 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 they're not making it happen now. And that's what we really believe in is don't wait until someday because someday just tends not to happen. Right. And so you got started, the organization got started with November yeah. being the month in which you write a novel. But now I know you have a bunch of other programs. So yeah. um, why don't you talk about those? Yeah, we kind of have a branding challenge <laughs> because we're known <laughs> as National Novel Writing Month. It's the month part. And uh, we're, we're famous for that. But we have extended our programming. So we're really here year round. And uh, so after NaNoWriMo, we have uh, I wrote a novel, Now What? Uh, and we do that in uh, January and February. And it's really focused on helping people, uh, all those next steps of novel writing, uh, you know, all the next steps of the journey. So helping people think about how to revise their novels, um, think about how to how, guiding people through all the publishing labyrinth, whether people want to self-publish or, or hybrid publish or traditionally publish. And then we do uh, Camp NaNoWriMo in uh, April and July. And Camp NaNoWriMo, sometimes people think that that's a real camp, that we're actually, you know, mm-hmm. have cabins, real live cabins. Uh, and I wish we did, but it's it's virtual. So we have a website for Camp NaNoWriMo. And Camp NaNoWriMo is, the way I like to describe it, it's a more casual version of NaNoWriMo. So writing 50,000 words of a novel is the emphasis in November, but in April and July, it's more open-ended. It's kind of a virtual writing retreat, as we like to describe it. And so that means that you can write anything. You don't have to write a novel. You can revise a novel. This is what I really love when people write their novels in November and revise in April and July. You can write a collection of short stories, uh, poems, flash fiction, scripts, anything. And you can set your, word, your, your goals, too. So you could write... Uh, 10,000 words, 50,000 words, 100,000 words, or you could write by hours, you know, a lot of different ways to measure it. And then during Camp NaNoWriMo also, it's, we have uh, little online cabins, which, which, which is a more kind of intimate experience for people. Right, and that's why I decided to talk to you now because Camp NaNoWriMo is coming up um, in April, and I participated in Camp NaNoWriMo a few years ago. Yeah, and I love the virtual cabin experience. I've, I've kept in touch with some of the people who were in my cabin. It oh, was cool. really wonderful to have that supportive small group of people. Yeah, well, we were uh, super happy. I remember the the year that you did it, and it was like a celebrity showed up in our cabin. We're like, "Grammar girls here." <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like, oh, I can't let down the group because yeah. you have uh, group group goals as well as individual goals. Exactly. And that's one of the beautiful things about it is that everyone has a goal and that people really want everyone else to succeed. And I think there are very few writing communities that are like that. Um, and so I think, you know, if you go on Twitter, especially during NaNoWriMo, uh, you just see people um, encouraging other people and rooting them on, you know, Absolute strangers. Just the fact that they're doing NaNoWriMo is uh, is brings people together. Right, and then besides Camp NaNoWriMo, I believe you have um, things in schools, right? Things for students. We do. We actually have our Young Writers Program, which is um, also it's a separate program and it's a separate website. Uh, we just launched a huge, new, wonderful website, and it's a year-round program as well. And so it, 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 our most popular time for our Young Writers Program is November, just like with National Novel Writing Month. But um, we do writing contests and a variety of things on the Young Writers Program site year-round. So we're really extending all of our programming uh, to, be, to provide year-round support. And we're actually going to launch a huge, new, wonderful uh, NaNoWriMo website this year as well. Oh, that's a big undertaking. It is. It is. It's going to be super wonderful. I'm calling it uh, Fitbit for Novelists. And the reason I do yeah. that is, is because we're providing all of these 
um, you know, uh, writing, tracking tools. Um, we're really deepening that and providing an array of ways to kind of explore your writing life and hold yourself accountable and reach new and bigger goals. Um, so I think it's going to be really fun. And I should say that, that we existed before Fitbit. So I think Fitbit is kind of NaNoWriMo for walkers. Yes, that's going to be so great. I confess that I have tried to hack multiple walking and running tracking apps to track my writing, and none right? of them quite none of them work very well for that. I so know. I finally gave up. This is what I feel like. I feel like all of the tracking uh, oriented uh, sites and, and organizations in the world, we need to have one big conference and come up with like some <laughs> some some tools that span different sorts of uh, goals and behaviors. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hey, it's Mignon. Do you need a new literary show to add to your podcast queue? Well, then you definitely want to check out Missing Pages, the chart-topping and Signal Award-winning podcast produced by the Podglomerate. Back for a brand new season, Missing Pages investigates the most pressing topics in the book world today, from the rise of Colleen Hoover and book bans across America to the world of ghostwriting. Not to mention host and acclaimed literary critic Beth Ann Patrick interviews some of the biggest names in the industry, like New York Times bestselling author Jody Pico and Publishers Weekly co-editorial director Jim Milliot. And as The Washington Post and The Guardian said, Missing Pages is a, quote, must listen. And I agree. So don't miss out. Follow Missing Pages today on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening now. You've got all these great uh, events that create enthusiasm about writing, mostly fiction writing, but also other kinds of writing. Like you said, poetry. I think I worked on my calendar in my cabin. So, um, you know, you've been doing this for quite a while. So tell me, what are sort of the big picture things you've learned that are the best advice that you can give to writers? Yeah, you know, I think um, we think about this a lot because we have – you know, this year for for NaNoWriMo on our adult site, the main site, we'll have somewhere between 300,000 and 350,000 people sign up and they want to write a novel. Um, of that number, about 15% of them will hit 50,000 words. So it's always our goal to, to raise that number. And it's a really mm-hmm. interesting challenge. And I think uh, we try different things every year. Uh, we have a whole kind of gamification system on the site where people get badges for different milestones. Um, I, I think that the key to success in NaNoWriMo, you know, we have this discussion about whether you should plan your novel, meaning write a big, long outline, or, or just pants it, just show up and write. And, and I think everybody has to find their own creative process that works for them. 
But I do think some preparation is really important. And that, that doesn't have to be preparation on your novel per se, although I think that helps. But I think uh, just coming up with, like, for instance, a time management strategy. Uh, most people, we find it takes them about two hours to write 1,700 words. And so you have to really think about your lives. I mean, most of us are busy people. I've never heard anyone say they're not a busy person. <laughs> and, and, so, and so no matter what, how busy you are, you have to think about how can you open up a chunk of two to three hours a day to reach 50,000 words. And so that's, that's one thing I really emphasizes, emphasizes is to plan beforehand. You know, don't, don't just jump in and, and you know, because I think if you just jump in and do it, and don't even know how many hours it takes. You'll 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 probably drop off after a few days, and then when you when you fall further and further behind the word count, it's harder to come back. Um, and that's another thing that we we actually say. We're like, if you get sick or have a big work project and have to take a week off or can't write for a week, uh, don't quit. Uh, it's it's the, the main thing we want is for people to write. So. If just get back and, and, and set a new goal, some goal that keep, makes you come back and write. And sometimes people have these amazing heroic comebacks. You know, they'll write 10,000 words in a day and, and finish. So those are just a couple. Mm-hmm. And Right. And November is always hard because Thanksgiving falls in there, too. It, it depends on your Thanksgiving strategy. <laughs> if, if you're someone who travels for Thanksgiving or someone who hosts Thanksgiving, yeah, it can count against you. If you're a person like me who does neither, Thanksgiving is my comeback weekend. I like I like oh. block it out and I use that that long weekend to really um, yeah, catch up on my word count. So, but you're right. Every, but everyone has a different sort of relationship, I think, to every month. We're always getting asked, like, why do you do it in November? And, um, you know, uh, every month poses some hazard, you know, like if we did in February, there'd only be 28 days. Um, right. there's, there's always seemingly a holiday in, in every month that takes somebody out. And I guess it's a great excuse to hide from your family for a couple of hours. It can. I have a deadline. Sorry. Exactly. It's. I think it's come in as a really handy tool during awkward Thanksgiving dinners. Yeah, and I do. T- I do tend to get overstimulated and and need to sneak away and have some quiet time during yeah. holidays. So yeah, yeah, that that would it, be a good excuse. It's a good excuse <laughs> to find some solitary time because writers tend to be introverts, and so yeah. Actually, that's a key to NaNoWriMo's success, too, I think, is, is announcing it to the world so that everyone knows that you have that goal. And then when you, when you see people, you know, if you announce it on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, they'll ask you how you're doing. And this is actually a great behavioral change strategy for any behavior. You, you, want, you don't want to say, I dropped out. You want to say, oh, I'm at 30,000 words and I'm, I'm going to finish. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just like an, announcing it to people uh, builds in a system of accountability. Also, just like to what you're saying, like like telling your friends and family what you're doing and, and just asking them for support for a month is, is also a great way to finish, you know, to have people rooting you on and saying, oh, I'll make dinner tonight. I'll, I'll wash the dishes so that you have some writing time. So, And what is your advice for revision those January, February months when you, you have this really ugly, probably, yeah. manuscript that you can barely even call a novel because it still needs so much work. Yeah. Like, what is your advice then for people? I think first it's like a, a kind of emotional acceptance that you have created something that's very messy, but it's not just your novel that's messy. Every rough draft in the history of the world has been messy. And it takes a lot of, um, you know, you have you have to have a lot of fortitude to jump in and to revise it. And revising is is much different than writing the rough draft. I think they're equally important in the end, but it's very different. And so, you know, we and and there are you know just hundreds of different ways you can go about revising. So 
we provide a lot of resources and webcasts and podcasts and you know, try to support people to find the, re the revision techniques that work for them. But I do think it's important to, after you've written a rough draft during November, is to take some time off. I think this is the, the best uh, revision advice ever and, and really distance yourself from your writing and then come into it new. So when you open up that messy novel in January or February, you can almost, I, I heard this too recently, is just to, just to pretend like somebody else wrote it. And, and mm -hmm. so pretend that you're reading somebody else's draft, and then it makes it easier to kind of clean up and provide those, you know, kind of harsh, harsher or more, you know, you know, strenuous editorial demands. Also, like, like knowing, like, for instance, like, since, since you're a grammar girl, I don't think that that second pass at, at revision, that's not when you should be too worried about getting all the, the commas in the correct place. You know, it's great if you do, but I think that's, that when you're reading that rough draft, you're really thinking a bigger picture, kind of like story structure, development, characterization, all those things. You're wanting to go deeper into the story. And then I think when you really want to clean it up in terms of like copy editing, proofing, that comes, that comes later. Yeah, I absolutely agree. You shouldn't worry about the commas and the capitalization, even the spelling until you have the story down, until you think it's pretty much... Yeah. Done, and that's the time to then copy edit, which is a completely different kind of editing yeah. from, you know, developmental editing. Yeah, it's a different part of your brain. So if you're, I mean, a writer like me, sometimes I need to clean up things uh, just to feel good about them and create some momentum. So I will, um, yeah. you know, do some cleanup, but that's not my priority. Yeah. Well, to wrap up, why don't you share some of the biggest success stories? Give people hope that if they participate in Camp NaNoWriMo in April or maybe wait until July or November, that, that, that there are people who have had great successes coming out of your programs. There are. It's amazing. Uh, I recently uh, met with the author Jasmine Guillory who's written uh, several uh, wonderful romance novels. Actually, one of them was just chosen by Reese Witherspoon for her book club. And she mm. had her first taste of NaNoWriMo during Camp NaNoWriMo one year, during April. Uh, we have uh, Sarah Gruen with Water for Elephants, uh, Aaron Morgenstern with Night Circus. Um, Marissa Meyer has written, she writes, she writes, participates in NaNoWriMo every year. And if she has to write one of her novels that, you know, in a non-November month, she does it NaNoWriMo style, uh, as, does, as does Hugh Howie. He wrote the Wool series. Um, let me see, Rainbow, Rainbow Rowell wrote Fangirl. Uh, so there's just a long list of best-selling authors who've participated in NaNoWriMo. Um, even Alexander Chi has. I could, I could go on and on, to tell you the truth. Um, we've had thousands of, of novels that have been published um, through NaNoWriMo. That's amazing. So listeners, take note. I know that a lot of you are in that group of people who want to write a novel someday. Yeah. And I encourage you to try to start to... Maybe use this opportunity, maybe do it on your own, but um, I found NaNoWriMo to be, and Camp NaNoWriMo to be, just a helpful and supportive environment. Yeah, and, um, you're, and, so. and, and here, here's what I want your listeners to do also, is that after you participate in Camp and NaNoWriMo, I want you to write Mignon and tell her to come back and write her novel with us. Because <laughs> I know that you, you you made some progress during the one camp you participated in. Um, so I want. I did, and then I had that big mess, and I and I couldn't uh i couldn't bring myself to fix it yeah <laughs> so, you can yeah. you can minion you're gonna you're gonna be up there with with all the authors i just listed someday i hope so yeah it was <laughs> my family had been reading it and they, they you know they're like it's great oh this is wonderful wait oh my gosh 
what happened? Oh, this is off the rails. <laughs> it started out so strong. <laughs> yeah. You got to go a little off the rails, I think, especially in those first drafts. And then, you know, yeah. kind, of, kind of bring it back in. But uh, yeah. I think I think NaNoWriMo, you know, it's also it's it's and this is how I actually started participating. It's it's a wonderful um, experiment with your creative process, and so I think every writer should do it just once, just for that sake. You know, uh, what's it like to set this like really huge goal and to try to reach it? And I find that it, it influences so many other things I do in life. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I'm always thinking about one of our staff person. Uh, he has a, a saying about a month illusion. You know, he likes to set monthly goals, and I think that's such a good hmm. way to be accountable. I think sometimes when we set annual or yearly goals, that's just too much of a time period, too big of a time period. And if we kind of, and this is like what Nanorama was about too, is take that big goal and break it down into smaller chunks, and then you're just focusing on what you need to do the next day or the next week. Right, right. Well, yeah. I, 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 I thought you were going to say, I don't want to hear from listeners um, encouraging me to do it. I want to hear from listeners who tell me they heard this podcast and then they decided to participate and yeah. loved it. So that's what I want to hear. Okay, I want to hear that too. And then, and yeah. then, and then write Mignon and say to pick up that novel that went <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> Grant is always encouraging everyone to write because that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. We, well, that's, that's our mantra. It. Everyone has a story to tell and I believe that. Absolutely. So um, tell, tell listeners where they can uh, get more information. Yeah. So uh, we have a separate website for, for Camp NaNoWriMo. It is campnanowrimo.org. And if you don't know how to spell NaNoWriMo, because sometimes it gets a little weird, it's N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O. Uh, we also have the NaNoWriMo.org website. Um, and uh, if you sign up on the NaNoWriMo.org website, you can get our uh, monthly newsletter and, and all of our communications uh, about different events and things we do throughout the year. Wonderful. Well, I know you're really busy this time of year, so I want to thank you for taking the time to, to talk with me today. It's always fun to talk with you. So thank you so much for having me, Mignon. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl, an author of seven books, including the New York Times bestseller, Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing. This show is part of the Quick and Dirty Tips podcast network, and you can find articles that go with each episode at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. Hey, it's Mignon. If you want to do more to hone your communication skills, then check out Think Fast, Talk Smart, produced by the Stanford Graduate School of Business and hosted by my friend and Stanford lecturer, Matt Abrahams. You may remember Matt from his interview on the show back in September when he shared his top tips for becoming a better writer and speaker. Think Fast, Talk Smart is his Webby award-winning podcast, which has been downloaded 41 million times and has been the number one career podcast in more than 95 countries, so you know it's worth your time. Whether you're making a wedding toast or presenting at work, strong speaking skills are critical to success in business and in life. 
which is why Matt sits down with experts every week to talk about the best tips to unlock your communication potential. Hear from pros like neuroscientist Andrew Huberman on how to manage speaking anxiety, speechwriter and best-selling author Dan Pink on how to take risks in your communication, and psychologist Kelly McGonigal on how to harness nervous energy to fuel powerful presentations. So what are you waiting for? Listen to Think Fast, Talk Smart every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And tell Matt I said hi.